and the time to start if you're not living your dream is right now start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future when all that comes together something happens called fulfillment if you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life it's just from internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it and I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. And I am excited for today's episode. I'm bringing on one of my dearest friends from Southern California, from Northern San Diego. His name is Charles Clay. And this man is one of a kind. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, just super, super excited to have you on. It's been a long time coming. And Charles is a multidimensional character. He is an expert health and wellness coach a fitness coach and more more I would say he's really like a holistic transformation coach. I'd say that that's more of the umbrella that I would use to describe him in maybe just a few words, but we'll get to share many many words in this conversation to really unpack the work that he does, his unique perspectives on holistic health, wellness, transformation, um, what does it mean to be an empowered, healthy man and woman in the 21st century moving into the future? And, um, you know, how do we support ourselves in our transformational process? There's so many things that we want to dive into uh, today. So, Charles, welcome to the show. I'm just super happy to have you on. How are you doing? Super happy to be here, brother. I am very excited. Um, I always love our conversations. You and I have been friends for uh, quite some time now, and every time we drop in, we always find some golden nuggets. So I've been excited for this podcast and it's an honor to be here, brother. Absolutely. The feeling is mutual. And, uh, you know, we have a lot to dive into. So let's just get started. Let's just dive into, um, you know, you, you know, your backstory. Where, where did this journey start for you? Um, 
and how, how did you, I guess, better question is how did you get started in the, the work that you've been doing, whether that's health or maybe, maybe even backtracking before that, you know, tell us a little bit about your superhero origin story and, uh, you know, how did you get to this place that you're at now? Nice. Uh, it's a long story, so I'll try to keep it sweet. And, um, let's see, I graduated from Washington state with my degree in kinesiology and I became a personal trainer and super gung ho ready to deliver health and fitness to the world and taking on 10 clients a day and just going full throttle. Like I was in like complete masculine and just running on adrenaline. It was a very amped up and in full throttle pretty much. Um, and that started to wear on me after many years. And, um, so basically, um, I look at it as the universe gives you signs, right. That you need to make change. Right. And the first sign will be like a nice feather. It's kind of like a, Hey, maybe you should change something. <laughs> right. So for me, the feather was, um, adrenal fatigue. I was like crashing hard. I was having to rely on coffee. I was, um, you know, trying to go full throttle. And then all of a sudden I'm having trouble sleeping and I'm just like, um, tired all the time, suffering from fatigue and I want to show up for my clients. So it was, um, it was a really tough situation to be in because, um, I was also teaching health and fitness during the week and then going out on the weekends and partying my face off. So there were some incongruencies, and um, that's when I got the feather, which was, it came in uh, one night when I was sleeping. Um, I, had this, I had this dream that I was training a client, and I was, like, falling asleep on because I was so tired. I was mm-hmm. like, Samora. And then I'd wake up from my dream and be like, oh, my God. I thought I just fell asleep on my client. It was like a nightmare, Right. So that's when it hit me. This is affecting my sleep. Um, I'm suffering from anxiety, um, you know, just um, becoming an insomniac. So something had to change. So I looked into adrenal fatigue, did all the research, um, started cutting out all the things that were revving me up into fight or flight mode, right? So um, it helped. I I felt like I was making headway and, um, you know, I was like, making good progress and able to, um, you know, just stay at a nice balance for a while, but I was still going out and drinking and, um, every weekend and, and having fun going out. So uh, eventually I got a sign from the universe. That's like a brick, right? It's like Mm -hmm. a brick hitting you in the head. It's like, hey, we, we were trying to we were trying to give you a message here. You weren't listening to the feather. So um and um the brick came in uh many times actually, you know. I um basically I found myself um this was kind of a brick and a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like three phases. You get the feather, you get hit by a brick, and you're like, all right, I need to recorrect, and then you get hit by a Mack truck if you don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. So just a side note, um, quick tip to easy living. Whatever challenges you're faced with, just find the lessons. The blessings are in the lessons. Find the lessons and implement that in your change and you will live an easy vacation vibration. 
Me, on the other hand, my journey was a hard one. I uh, found myself up snowboarding at Mammoth having a blast, but it was this crazy blizzard. Like the snow was coming in every direction. You could barely see in front of you. Like everything was a blur. And um, we're having a blast up there. And they, they shut down the lifts because it was so dangerous, but we were already at the top. So we had to get down and we're like, all right, just stay low, be ready for anything like a ninja. And um, we got about halfway down the mountain and all of a sudden I'm taking a jump that I didn't know was there. And I'm in midair on like a blank canvas and I freak out. I don't know where the landing's at, anything. So I like stiffened up, my leg went to extension. And when I, the impact smashed my S1 L5 and put me in severe pain. So I was, I felt like I was crippled and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do because my friends had already gone down. I went to grab my phone, see if I could call 911 or help on the middle of the mountain. And my phone was dead and I'm looking around and I can't see anything. So it was just me and my pain. And it was probably on a one through 10 scale and 11. Like it was, it was fierce. And um, I had to unclick my boots and take some deep breath and figure out how I was going to get down the mountain. So every move is kind of met by an intense pain in my back. And I would sit on my board and try to like scoot down little by little and then fall over and take a break to rest and then continue doing that. I basically had to channel my inner Spartan warrior. And um, you really, you really find out a lot about yourself in those moments of extreme pain and agony. And um, so channeling my inner strength, I made it down the mountain and that was just the first part of the journey. And then I went and saw all these doctors and they showed me x-rays and telling me how jacked up my spine was and that I'm going to need surgery. And um, that didn't sit well with me. I remember, um, you know, really tuning into my intuition and just saying, you know, I'm not going under the knife. I'm going to, I'm going to heal this. I'm going to find a different way. Mm -hmm. So that began my self healing journey. And with that um, led me on quite a path because I basically um, had to sit, with my pain and feel everything come up all the emotions that I was trying to stuff with alcohol, with sex, with drugs, with Facebook, you name it, any distraction I could use to get away from the shitty feelings. Right? So now all of a sudden I'm just getting like this wrecking ball of fear. I don't know if I'm even going to be able to, to walk the same anymore. Um, shame because I didn't want anybody seeing me in this condition. You know, I'm used to uh, being a superhero and um, just humility really, you know, and all these emotions. And so I sat with that and I, and I actually learned a lot from each of those emotions. And, and then I was able to open up and just surrender and say, all right, I'm open to receiving answers to healing this. And I, put on a guided meditation by Abraham Hicks. It's a great one. I, I still send it to my clients. And um, that during that meditation, um, a friend of mine texted me that I haven't heard from in years. And he said, hey, I heard your back's messed up. Check out neurokinetic therapy. And I was like, whoa, what is this? 
and I dove in this rabbit hole and started studying the work of David Weinstock, this uh. brilliant man that has taken all the chiropractic schooling that that he's dove into and condensed it down to a very simple to use um, science that you can get answers from the body really quickly. So I was ecstatic. I was studying all his videos. Um, you know, I finally got a hold of him and he was in San Francisco teaching a course. So they set me up with one of the women that was local in San Diego. And, um, the first session going in to see her, I was a mess. I looked like, uh, like my hip was over here. My body was over here. I looked like Shakira stuck in like a, a hip, mid hip dance move, you know? And, um, and that was representative of how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time. Mm. So when I went and saw her, um, I was in so much pain. She got me on the table and she worked some body wizardry on me. This, um, I'll even go into a little detail because this is the stuff that I get to do now with my clients. And um, it's really fascinating. So she muscle tested my glutes and they weren't firing. I wasn't getting a signal. So then she had me clench my jaw. And I go, what do you mean I'm, my glutes aren't firing? I have huge glutes. Come on. He's like, yep, all form, no function. Not getting a signal from the brain, so nothing's activating there. Wow. Like, oh, interesting. So I felt a little defeated. And then she had me clench my jaw and tested the glutes again. And all of a sudden, they're firing strong. Mm. So what my body had just told us that I was getting a disconnect from my brain signaling to my glutes to contract, right? And then the the message getting back to my brain to report the quality of that. It's just like highways, right? Just like cars on the road. So there was a traffic jam right here in the jaw. And this is fascinating because this uh-huh. is something that I see so common with my clients yeah. and a lot of go-getters. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. A lot of those, mm-hmm. you know, diehards that are just like crushing it in business, but uh, forgetting to take care of their bodies. And um, so it was really fascinating. She put on rubber gloves. She's like, I know we just met, but I'm going to have to go in your mouth. And I was like, what? <laughs> so she massaged my mouth and my jaw and it hurt like crazy. But after we had a good release, all of a sudden my glutes are firing again. And she did that to a couple other muscle groups. And all of a sudden everything's back online so I could stabilize my spine again. So when I got off the table, I was like, oh, <laughs> I can move again. I felt like my mind, everything was firing. I was dancing. I gave her a big hug. And I looked up and I just said, thank you. You know, it was this huge epiphany I had that this is my path. So that took me on a journey to studying with David Weinstock and becoming a neurokinetic therapist and really upgrading uh, my knowledge and connecting so many dots from all my research and all my studies at, um, in kinesiology. So this was fascinating because um, I was noticing the same thing on a lot of clients that I was working with from past injuries, past traumas, those aches, pains, and injuries that keep showing up, the chronic stuff. Um, it's wild because sometimes, uh, most of the time, I'll get clients that come to me with like back pain or neck pain or something, and we can usually clear it in one to two sessions. And um, one thing that's really common is similar to mine was um, 
you know, a lot of us entrepreneurs that are um, doing so much, it'll show up in your body. This is the greatest technology on the planet. So it's always giving us signals. And that's one of the gifts that I got from this whole, you know, saga was um, from my pain to purpose was really appreciating, you know, and understanding that um, pain is a great teacher. It's actually our check engine light, right? It's trying to give us a strong signal based on the intensity. Um, that's how important it is. And how long do you keep driving with, without, you know, getting your oil changed, right? So right. I offer these mind-body tune-ups and it's astounding what we see because we have a lot of the same symptoms going on. A lot of people are not getting a good signal to their core muscles. So they're not getting good stabilization in their back, in their uh, spine. And then that may show up as like low back pain. Mm-hmm. And as soon as uh, we test that and then we check in with the jaw, we find that, wow, the jaw was holding all this tension and usually it's the right side. And I've been finding this a lot in female entrepreneurs as well. And the right side, Eastern philosophy, that tells us that's the masculine side, right? So that's like so much doing, we're getting out of balance and forgetting to be human beings, right? So it's just fascinating stuff. I geek out on it and, um, and it's been a great tool for what I do in, um, in helping people reach their full potential and um, it's been really powerful. And it's cool because then I teach them how to release their jaw reactivate their core muscles with a bulletproof core technique that makes you instantly stronger. Another gift that I got from this um, whole experience and they leave ecstatic because they have a quick tool and a tune up that they can do to empower themselves on their healing journey. And all of a sudden you get results like that. So it's really fascinating work. Um, And that was just one, you know, saga of the journey. And, um, I'm just super appreciative that um, I was able to endure that type of pain to help reset me and align with my purpose. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, that's, that's absolutely amazing. There's so many, there's so many, um, so many light bulb moments. I mean, you know, when I think about certain compartments of the body, I think about the neck, I think about the jaw. I mean, the jaw, like you said, comes up so much. We hold so much tension there, especially Mm -hmm the more kind of type A we are and the more even in our joints and our our wrists and our ankles and our knees and that's in the the IT bands. I mean, it's like the psoas. Like when you start thinking about all these different compartments or different regions of the tissue matrix and the joints and and the, the skeletal structure, the nervous system of the body, it's fascinating to start looking at the, the, the interconnection between the psychology the mind mm-hmm. and the emotional state and how the body, how almost like, so like kind of, let me like distill that thought for a second. So I think about the neck and I think about the shoulders and the scapula and, and that whole, that whole part of the body. Well, I start thinking about like all the, the mental tension that is mm-hmm. unprocessed, whether that's like childhood wounds or childhood traumas that, you literally could not process as a child. You didn't have the capacity to process that much stimulus, that much incoming energy, let's call it. Mm -hmm. So the mind has to compartmentalize and redistribute some of that. And where does it go? Well, it has to go somewhere, right? So it goes into the body, goes into the neck. If we carry that on, especially as adults, oftentimes there's just like contractions or tightness in the neck into the jaws 
Um, so I think even mentioning that is super important, right? Just mm-hmm. mentioning that and just having the awareness, myself included, I definitely have like, even you bringing that awareness brings awareness to me. It's like, oh yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of like tightness right there. Oh yeah, that's right over in my neck or on the feminine side. There's a little bit of tightness there. And, and so what I think is really interesting, and you can elaborate on this a little bit more, mm-hmm. is that oftentimes when we have a physical immobility or we have a physical contraction of some sort, you know, there is a physical, there is a, there's obviously a physiological component, say like I have back spasms or neck contractions that are chronic. Well, there's probably a structural component to that. Maybe it's lower back pain. Maybe it's the IT band, who knows? But Mm -hmm. then what's even more fascinating is what's underneath that. Right. Right. What's the emotional signature? What's the, the psychological implication or or pattern if you will that's that's resulted in the tightening of the physical body yep yeah i couldn't agree more and that's where my work has evolved to because you know the physiological aspect is one part right and then we have this whole emotional component right so for instance the jaw right our jaw is associated with the that's our limbic system right so that's where we can hold a lot of emotional stress. Um, we got jaw clenching. And oftentimes it can mean, uh, as far as emotions, a lot of times we hold anger in the jaw or resentment or even, even revenge. So, and then as, uh, you know, as you mentioned with um, the neck, you know, I let, I let people just marinate on this. I just say, like, these are, these are obvious signs from our body that are giving us signals. So you can just marinate, think about this. Until it brings up like an old, oh yeah, there's that one time I, you know, this guy really pissed me off and I haven't let it go yet. I haven't forgiven him. And then we work through the forgiveness process. And then all of a sudden the jaw's loosening up and now they have tools how to release this. And while they're doing breath work and releasing, they're also allowing those emotions to come up to be felt. And then when you can sit with it, this too will pass. And then all of a sudden they feel lighter feel, you know, full range of motion and less pain and like, you know, back into tapping into the same energy that creates planets flowing to us and through us. So an example with the neck is, um, you know, if oftentimes when we get a stiff neck, say you can't um, turn a certain way very much, or you just, you know, metaphysically, um, some of the signs are, where are you being inflexible in your life? right? And where are you being stubborn, right? Um, there's, there's, there's keys. <laughs> it's really interesting when you dive into this stuff. So I love combining the metaphysics with the emotional component and, um, and a lot of the release work involved with um, emotions. There's so many fantastic ways to really, um, you know, allow that to move through. And, um, and then also um, the physiological aspect of it, because these are all intertwined, so we can't we can't just neglect it. But um, but it's great to get to the very root cause of these things, because then you realize, oh, it's a gift. It's not like this terrible pain, this thing I don't want to deal with, right? It was the whole time. It's this gift. It's unfolding a little more self discovery of what you're holding on to right? And what no longer serves you and it's time to let it go. So my, uh, yeah, my, my journey was, uh, one that I felt I had to take alone. Um, Uh felt like, you know, 
I don't know, maybe a lot of men out there I'm sure can relate. I would, uh, I want to be the lighthouse, right? I'm going to go help everybody. And then uh, when I'm dealing with my shit, when I get smacked, you know, with a brick or something, or like I'm down and out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hide in my man cave and like do my process, right? And work through my shit on my own mm-hmm. and then come out superhero status again, right? right? yeah sounds pretty familiar yeah so that's a real common uh strategy and it worked to an extent but then i realized something um it it occurred to me you know how great does it feel when you get to show up and support someone that you love or a client or a um, family member or a friend that that's really in pain and, and needs your help and you're able to give them the care that they need and help them on their healing journey, right? It feels amazing for both them, for you, even anybody that witnesses, you know, they get a spike in um, oxytocin and all the feel-good hormones just by witnessing a phenomenon like that, right? And that's just another quick hint that, you know, the universe gives us that we're all one because we're all related to this, right? So when, when uh, I feel so good when I get to give that to others, why would I deprive those that love me of the opportunity to help me and the opportunity to, to dive into vulnerability and the power of a deeper connection um, by hiding in my cave? So this has literally made me dive into like how many men especially are just feel like we can't feel, you know, we've been programmed to think that we have to be strong. We have to be the ones that show up and get shit done. And we can't show weakness. Mm -hmm. We can't, we can't show, you know, we're not supposed to cry. Men don't cry. Um, You get called a pussy or whatever. If you, you get caught seeing that stuff growing up. Right. So we've evolved from that, but a lot of these programs are still running right and that will show up in our bodies that emotions are energy in motion and when they're not fully processed or felt then they become issues in our tissues mm-hmm. um, and it's it's taken um lifetimes for some people to unravel all these things and my my main point is that you have help like you can get help so I'm always, I just hired a new coach. You know, there's, there's always something I want to improve on. And, and I think the greatest way is um, anything that you're interested in, you want to dive in on self-discovery or how you can show up in a better way, shortcuts in life, hire somebody that's already done it. Like we can go the long route and the treacherous route, make all the mistakes you want, but why not hire somebody that you're aligned with working with and, And I love that. I love that feeling of like, holy crap, I just spent a lot of money on this coach, like enough to really stretch me and put me in that uncomfortable feeling. But it's also this relief of like, wow, I just invested in myself. And that is one of the great, greatest forms of self-love. So I give that opportunity to the men that are ready to align and empower themselves with empowered men's group and it's really important to me that we create a container where and a brotherhood where men can be seen heard and felt so that they feel it's safe to actually open up 
and allow for some of these, you know, traumatic experiences and emotions that need to be, we have to feel it to heal it. So creating that environment, that container has really been uh, a powerful mission of mine. And along that, uh, along those lines, um, it's, it's like, you know, you see, you see where people are suffering and then, um, instead of doing it the hard way, like I did, now I have the chance to offer a brotherhood, a whole group where we can, we can dive into our self-healing journey and learn new tools, strategies, but we can do it together in the power of numbers. And that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really excited uh, what's unfolding with, with this new direction. Beautiful. I, I love that. I love how you wove that in. And that's that I've done many, many different types of men's work in different containers and had many mentors. And I definitely have hired a lot of expensive coaches um, in different different departments. And it is extremely powerful. Whatever it is that you're wanting to learn, whatever it is you're wanting to grow into, um, there is a certain type of identity transition that happens, or you can call that ego identity transition where, you know, we become familiar with ourselves as a particular caricature or version of ourselves, and other people become familiar with us as they're used to us. So there's all these interesting um, interwoven dynamics when we're trying to transform ourself into a new version of ourselves. There's all these interesting things that come along with it. It's not just straightforward. There's social, social perceptions. There's our own inner perception. It's like, and who we have become accustomed to being and all the habits and addictions that come along with that, that have to be kind of renovated and transformed. And so there's a, there's a transition, a transitional piece. And I think one of the problems with the personal development field and the so-called spiritual field and all the kind of, you know, all the different information and all the different things coming at us on the internet is that a lot of it makes it seem as if it's easy and straightforward, especially like for us mm-hmm. men, because we're linear, right. it's like, it's like forward moving. It's like, this yeah. is, this is, and people in nowadays, you, you know, people's attention span is so small. It's like, you have to distill it and water it down. So people pay attention, but this mm-hmm. is an infinitely complicated process. Just being a human being, but also being a man in the 21st century is not, straightforward it's not like oh we just go to work we're the breadwinner and we just hold down the fort with the release of trauma with ancestral trauma masculine trauma whatever whatever you want to call it like Mm -hmm. um i think it's so important to just highlight the fact that being a conscious evolved man especially one that's that's attempting or is on a mission is a much more complicated process given the world and the society. I almost said psychopathic society, but I mean, that's true. Um, Mm -hmm. I almost tried to censor myself, but (laughs) and the society that we live in and all the, the taboos around masculinity and femininity and just the gender confusion that we're dealing with right now, being a man is, seems a bit more complicated. Um, And so I, I say all that, to kind of just like kind of enter into this this part of the conversation with you around what does masculinity look like or what can it look like um, moving into the future you know like the the role of the protector the role of the the um, I don't know the chival the chivalry the chivalric 
ideal, the ethic, you know, all those things that we feel are part of the, the masculine template. Um, there's so much that can be said about that, but I'll just, yeah. I just want to hand it over, like from your perspective, since you're doing this work, um, there's a couple questions, but the first one is like, what does it look like to you? What does the, what does the evolved masculine look like to you? And maybe, maybe like, what does it not look like? That might even be an, another way of getting to that. Sure. Yeah. You, you, uh, you covered a lot there. Um, it's great. Any to back up just a little bit, anytime we go to do something great or anytime we go to change ourselves for the better, you're going to be met by resistance, resistance, right? You're going to be met by challenges. And so how your attitude about those challenges, like going into it from an elevated state of understanding, like, holy crap, I'm taking on a lot right now. Like, I didn't know this was going to happen. Like, I'm juggling so much right now in the midst of a move and, um, and having my next event coming up. I mean, there's so much I'm juggling that I have to like sit back and laugh at the fact that the universe thinks I can handle all this right now. Like, you know, I'm moving in with my beloved for the first time in a month. I mean, all these celebrations, all these great things come with massive resistance. And the resistance can show up as self-doubt. It can be these thoughts of like, and it's usually rooted in fear. It's usually rooted in, oh, shit, um, I'm not going to be able to show up like that all the time because... I need to play it safe. I need to, you know, play it small because I don't want to get, I don't want anybody to see me fail. I don't want, you know, just a million different reasons for these fears, right? So that is the beauty of the journey, right? If you can look at it as like, oh, wow, you know, this drag, these dragons, like these demons that show up and the, the voices in your head that are telling you, don't do it, don't do it, you know, don't do anything great. Even, even just an example of like, uh, okay, you want to, you want to eat really clean and you're going to cut out all the crap in your diet and you're going to um, start fasting. You're going to be met by resistance. You're going, to, you're going to get tons of temptations and there's going to be a voice in your head that's telling you, go ahead and eat that cookie. Go ahead. You can just get away with it this time. So, so um, that's a lot of the stuff that we work on. And, and it's just fascinating to me because when we look at challenges as opportunities for growth, then I'm just like, when I get hit with this wrecking ball, like trying to juggle a million things at once, it's like this storm, right? And, and then I get to use my tools. I'm like, wow, I'm prepared for this. Like I know how to center myself and become, use my movement to release resistance, breath work to really hone in, tune in, and then meditation to find the eye of the storm, right? And then I can see all this, chaos moving around me and then I can just focus in on one thing my next inspired action my next step right so this is the kind of thing that we teach and as men are evolving um, to answer your question what's happening is we are getting out of our minds and into our hearts more now it's a slow progression <laughs> right I have still not mastered this yet. I am getting really good at it. So I catch myself easier now when I'm operating from this place, right? The mind is a beautiful thing. And it's the most amazing instrument when it's connected with the heart, right? So 
there's something called heart coherence. And for some men, their whole lives, 12 inches can be the longest distance in their life. It's about 12 inches from your heart to your mind. So when we're disconnected from here and we're operating from that doing state, that's when we're met by a lot of resistance. Um, we're focused more on our needs, like whatever opportunities, what can I get? Um, I spent half my life that way, selfish. And like, what can I get out of this? Right? Like what, what's in it for me? Right? And then as we transition and are able to connect these two and operate from a heart space, then what you find is you're like, wow, look at everything I have to give. And that, my friends, is the game changer. That's the evolution that, that I'm seeing and help bringing forth with the masculine, with the men. Because the more we can connect these two and operate from a place of the heart, I mean, the 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 more we're going to show up in the highest version of ourselves. And there are amazing tools, techniques, strategies for when we get out of alignment to hop back in the stream, the flow of, you know, our highest version of ourselves instead of getting hit by bricks and Mack trucks just to learn a lesson, you know, and, and the patterns will keep showing up until we learn the lesson. So that's been my journey. And that's how, I get to enjoy a daily vacation, vacation and how I get to incorporate that into my business and into my daily life. Even if I go to the same coffee shop every day, it's, you can do the same routine and go through your day like Groundhog Day, right? Oh, same thing. Say hi to the same cashier, blah, blah, blah. Or you can live with intention. Vacation vibration is all about choosing how you want to feel what you want to experience and what you want to create. So before I walk into that cafe, I've been to a million times. I say, you know what? I want to experience and share more love today. So I walk in there and then, then something shifts. I, I look at the, I look at the cashier and, and I say, hi, but I'm looking at her and telling her I love her with my eyes, with my heart, not verbally, that would be kind of weird. You might, you might freak her out, right? <laughs> or if you know her well, it's fine. But if it's a stranger, they'd be like, what? And what happens sometimes is something really powerful. That simple intention, right? From heart space. Telling someone you love them with your eyes when you say hi. And asking them how they're doing and really staying there and listening. Giving them the greatest gift ever, your presence. Right. And all of a sudden, for that person, it might have been the first time that day, that week, that month, who knows, that they felt important, that they felt, you know, loved, and that they felt like they were significant. You know, and those are the basic things that we want, right? Each human being. So why not give that to each and everybody, mm. you know, each day with intentional living and the magic that happens? You'll you end up getting more free stuff. <laughs> like, um, you, I mean, it's just amazing what unfolds and there's just so many more synchronistic experiences that unfold with that type of attitude and living an intentional life yeah. that it's really a, a magical experience. And, and that's just one example of, of living from a heart space and, um, and the divine feminine are women. I am super 
grateful because they are rising. Man, they are. I just, I just sit in awe sometimes of the beauty and the courage and, and the power that they're remembering, right? This power is always available to us, but they are remembering and they're doing the women's circles and they're doing the work and they're rising. And men, my brothers, my fellow kings, it's time to meet the divine feminine and rise together. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I don't want to get too esoteric, but when we leave this experience, there is no masculine feminine. Yeah. There is none. So it's this opportunity that we get to learn and be beautiful mirrors for one another. I want to, I want to ask you a question about what you just said. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you just said was that men, it's time for us to meet them. Right. I want to get a little specific. What does that mean to you? Right. Because th- this is one of the things with the male brain that is fundamentally different than the, the female brain in the sense that mm-hmm. the female corpus callosum is a little bit bigger than the, the male corpus callosum, and that's the, the intermediary between the right and left, left hemispheres of the brain. So women can bilaterally think better than men. Men tend to be more linear. It takes longer for the signals to get across. And so why, why do I even mention that? Well, when I think for men, sometimes we need things broken down. And for women, there's more of an intuitive obviousness, even if it's not, it's not like, it's not spelled out. There's just like there's a, there's a quicker there's a quicker connection between those two hemispheres. So sorry. So I and I also ask partly because for myself too. I'm curious from your perspective, what exactly does it mean for the men to rise to meet the women as the women are currently rising into their power? Mm-hmm. So that's a great question, and um, I love to take things that are complicated and break them down into the simplest form so that they're easily digestible. Um, so, you know, one example is, um, men like this is, you know, I'll, I'll even use my personal. So Charles 1.0, right? We, you see a beautiful woman and this is, this is me in the past. I would just like feel this sexual energy, right? Like see a beautiful woman walk by the sexual energy is just like revved up. Right. And then when I'm in my head and I'm thinking from an ego place, I'm like, wow, like I want to get to know her. I want to sleep with that girl. Right. Like I want to, like, it's almost like this, um, Primal. Like, like, like season conquer or like, um, you know, like, um, hunter, you know, instincts. Right. So this is the old primal shit that we're, that we've evolved from. And, and it's funny because, um, witnessing that, and how that's affected um, our lives from there. So they take another example now, you know, so now as an evolved conscious man, I can admire every beautiful woman and I can, I can just notice how her beauty creates a sexual response in my lower energy centers. Right. And some men might feel, Oh my gosh, I have a girlfriend. So I'm going to shun that. Like I shouldn't be feeling that, right? And the extreme cases of that end up with like impotency and, and um, issues like that, right? Or suppressed emotions. Um, and so the other end of the spectrum is like the caveman. It's like, oh, I want her now, blah blah blah, right? So the conscious man 
the evolved man can notice all of this from the seat of consciousness and and appreciate another beautiful soul and her beauty. And we can cultivate through breath that sexual energy. That's the most powerful energy on the planet and pull that up through our body and use that to inspire others. It's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. And, and this is where we can begin healing ourselves by showing up as the highest version of ourselves and, um, and coming as one and into a beautiful, you know, collaboration and connection with another beautiful soul can admire her beauty and use that beauty to inspire others. You know, you get that feeling, you get that, uh, amazing, like, wow, like that is a goddess, right? So, and it's the most incredible feeling. And so I just feel so blessed that, um, I have such an incredible goddess in my life and she challenges me each day. And it's like, she'll, she'll shoot holes in the place where I'm dropping the ball. Right. And it's like, Oh, oh, how does, how does that by the, just on that note, how does that show up? I'm now I'm just curious. How does that show up? Like in the, in your particular dynamic, you don't have to go into details, but in terms of like, how does she challenge you? Like exactly how, how does that, how does that happen? Um, you know, it can start as the, the smallest things, right? Like, um, you know, not, cleaning a glass and leaving glasses out and stuff like that. Right. And that is calling you out on it. Right. Calling out on those kind of things. And then, and then I'll want to like, uh, but, mm, ah, uh, and I'm like, Nope, I'm going to listen. This is her experience. Mm. You know, this is what's going on with her and really appreciate that reflection and then take that in. What can I take from that and, and learn from and actually prove, approve upon while, feeling the emotions that are coming up. And if I get super triggered, then that's something in me that, that needs to, I need to take a look at and, and work through. So there'll be some times when, you know, this only happened once. Um, I got so angry that I, I was like, I'm going to leave the room because I can't communicate well right now. And so I left the room, went in the next room and I started writing you know, I would just do this, like, um, really like, write Like, this is what I'm feeling. And because blah, 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 blah. And I started re- writing and all the stuff starts coming clear. It's like super therapeutic. Um, and then she comes over eventually and joins me and, and we have a, a nice talk because when emotions are high, <laughs> intelligence is really low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah It so, actually shuts off the critical thinking regions of the yeah. brain. Right. So then that's when we get into yelling matches and stuff, which we don't, we have these, we have these really beautiful, um, you know, like heart to heart, like just straight up truth. And sometimes it hurts and I would rather feel that experience that and, and do my, an autocorrect, like where can I make some changes to, you know, to honor that and, and move on from there. That's a sign of the strength of our relationship. Instead of having her harboring that, those little things and that, uh, you know, all those issues and, and then like just letting it blow up uh, all at once. Right. And there's, there's this, 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 that you did wrong. And, 
you know, I would say, all right, I'll own up to that. I'll take responsibility for that. And can I offer you some feedback? And she's open to it. So I say, while you're putting your reticular activation, your focus on all the little things that I've done wrong, I'm putting my attention on your beauty and all the ways you show up elegantly, gloriously, and super sexy. And like all the ways that you show up and, and just like, it's just a different viewpoint, right? So I just offer that because that's my attitude. That's how I like to view things. And that's our magic wand of attention that we get to put on. So, so then we get to share, okay, well, you know, I was feeling angry and I was about to send it to you. (laughs) So instead I realized, you know, if I'm pointing the finger, I got three fingers pointing back at me and I'm the one that I was angry at because I haven't showed up this way and and I'm not where I want to be in this regard. And so I was pissed off at myself and, and I got to work through that. And this all was like, Uh, this was all like rectified and came to complete resolution in like 30 minutes. So after that, after that contraction and our like full, just truth bombs and expressing what's coming up for each of us. And then that allowed for a deeper connection, better understanding of each other, and then more expansion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this beautiful thing. And I'm just so blessed that wow. she and I have this amazing connection and are able to do some real high level, um, powerful practices with uh, sexual energy. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another chapter. Yeah, uh, that's that's a whole yeah. nother that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Um, I mean, you know, I, I just really appreciate you sharing all that. Obviously, you know, you would know why that's relevant to me. And um, you know, it's it's interesting because coming on the other end of a, a relationship it's a whole nother chapter and I've been pretty, I've been pretty public in terms of social media, particularly on Facebook in terms of like that phase of my life and, and all the insights and the accountability as a man for things that I learned in retrospect. Um, and just kind of learning through the process, you know, like, like, and I feel like it's so important as men to not only be accountable to, ourselves and what we learn but also within the container of other men it's it's fundamentally different than being connected to just women i'm sure you can probably relate i don't know what your experience is but in my world um you know it's probably like 70 30 women to men proportionally um and then that's just because you know the work that i do tends to reach more women there's more women that are interested in nutrition and health and and um the different the different aspects of the wellness culture and then you have men that that come into it as well um so for me i think there's always been a natural fascination with the feminine you know as the counter polarity and um so i've just naturally been around more women and uh most of my business partners happen to be women so when i can connect with other brothers and either be held in that container when I'm going through some, some dark stuff or I can hold that space or we can just be in equanimity with one another and just have conversations mm-hmm. like this. It's, it's really powerful because I think one of the biggest issues with men in the world, and you see this in the rates of suicide and anxiety 
existential angst, seeking of purpose, seeking of meaning, the rates of suicide, the rates of tempted suicide among men is it's, it's astonishing. It's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. a tragedy. And Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I think for that is because men, a feel purposeless, they don't feel meaning in their life or they don't know what it is. Um, and we know that men thrive on significance, feeling significant, feeling Mm -hmm. respected, feeling like there's a purpose and meaning to their life beyond themselves. They have something to protect Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, feeling connected, um, in general. And so our society doesn't really promote those things. And, um, so I wanted to, I wanted to share that and any thoughts you might have on that, because that, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but that's a, that's a topic that's almost like a silent epidemic among, especially when it comes to men, we hear about all the, the issues going on with women, um, and the equanimity that needs to occur in our society in terms of women, but there's so many silent epidemics going on with men, yeah. um, suicide, depression, et cetera, et cetera. Like I pointed out, um, I'm curious if you have any, any kind of, um, perspectives on that yeah definitely you uh i think i think you nailed it there is um a magic that happens when men can come together in the ancient form that we used to have for ages and ages in circle and allow each other to be seen heard and felt and there is something really powerful in the numbers of men coming together in that. And that's why I do what I do. And that's because there's, it opens up a safe container for men to go from this competitive egoic nature to cooperative heart space and healing. Mm-hmm. And that is what I, I've been able to witness and create the container for. And it is so beautiful. And it's, and it just, there's something about, um, knowing that you don't have to take it alone, you know, like being hiding and, and having to, to, you know, go in the man cave and handle your shit, you know, like that's not necessary anymore. You know, there, we can do this together and accelerate each other's healing journey and celebrate our victories and support one another. And it's really powerful what happens when you combine um, empowered men in one group and, and we share resources, we support one another and we all rise together. And, and so it's, it's really exciting <laughs> what we're creating. So, yeah, you, yeah, you really hit it for me. Um, the loneliness was the one thing and that goes along with everything, right? Feeling mm-hmm. connected, but that sense of being alone, that's, that's nothing. That's not a trivial thing that, you know, because if you've never gone through that, if someone's never really felt that deep sense of loneliness, then it's it's very challenging to totally empathize or to totally understand how dark and how deep someone can go into their own kind of abyss. And and I think, you know, I don't want to go into a whole thing about this, but I think it's worth just mentioning in the conversation that especially for the men, and this is coming from a man, I don't know how women feel about this, but for the man there's like this, there's this archetype, this archetypal father paternal, um, role that a lot of men myself, I never had a father. I know we didn't mention that. I meant to bring it up at some point. I know that you lost your father about a year ago. I remember when that happened. And, um, 
Uh, but I never had a father, so I never even knew what that was. I didn't even, I had the opposite. I, I didn't even know what that was like to even lose mm-hmm. something I didn't even know I had. And right. it took me many years to recognize the whole, the archetypal kind of void that that had created. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, and I think for a lot of men out there, what that ends up translating into the abandonment wound also is not really the paternal father, but it's the metaphorical father, a.k.a. God. So there's almost this feeling of being abandoned by the heavenly father, which creates this primordial loneliness, this, this loss that's always seeking, always trying to find, you know, whether it's with a woman or it's with a male role model or it's with like a purpose, it's like always seeking and trying to find something, um, certain. So, you know, it's like, you don't, is that, you know, that, that goes into a whole thing, but, um, yeah, it's the illusion of separation. Totally. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a convincing illusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, it can be. Yeah. And, uh, and it can be, it can take us in a downward spiral, you know, when, when, um, you get to those, those lower states of hopelessness and depression, you know, it's, uh, it's an epidemic and, um, and it has to be addressed. And, and I've found that, that, you know, having the support in that in a, in a group atmosphere where people can feel accepted, you know, is, is a great grounds for empowerment from there and moving up the scale of emotions, you know, to those higher states. And, um, and a lot of that can be, you know, suffering from depression. There's, there's so many elements, but, um, you know, getting involved in a volunteer group, you know, like something really simple, like even that could take so much courage at that point when you don't even want to leave your bed, you don't even want to be seen. Right. But like stepping forth, having the courage to like join a group that is volunteering and helping the homeless or something, right. Or building homes in Mexico. And what happens is you, you get a perspective change for one, you start noticing like, Whoa, like I'm helping feed this person that doesn't know where his next meal's coming from. And holy cow, like I thought I had it bad, you know? And then the, again, the opportunity to be of service is that's like so important with our purpose of being here, right? So getting a, a taste of that, of being able to help another human being just can elevate those states, right? From, um, and, then, and then also the other people that, that you're surrounded with on this mission doing volunteer work are incredible people, <laughs> you know? So then you find people that you can connect with and like that accept you. And, and so it's a, it's a great way to dig yourself out of that hole. Um, and, and movement exercise is, you know, get those feel good endorphins flowing through your body as much as possible. Yeah. Get your eight hugs a day to keep depression away. The oxytocin, keep your levels up. Um, yeah. And, and really, not being afraid to ask for help. That's one of the biggest, biggest messages um, I can give anybody that's suffering, that's in pain, get the help you need, have the courage to reach out and join a club, a men's group, a women's group, uh, you know, uh, reach out to a friend, tell them what you're going through and, and ask if they'll lend you an ear for a moment because that, alone that courage will allow you to start stepping up the ladder into self-empowerment 
you know, at, a, at another level. And, and I, that's been one of my lessons in my journey was being able to ask for help. And, and I notice when I'm trying to do it alone and, and I'm like, what am I doing? I have all these resources, all these incredible people and like masterminds. And like, you know, why would I try to do all this stuff that I don't like doing when I have so much um, resources available at my fingertips and so many incredible people I can connect with to co-create, you know? So, yeah, beautiful. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. Perfect way to, to consolidate this entire conversation and Mm -hmm. what an incredible conversation. Like you said, so many of these things, they must be addressed. They must be kind of um, put out into the light, so to speak. And appreciate you doing that, my friend. So mm-hmm. for everyone that wants to uh, upgrade their vi- vacation vibration, yes, want to tune into your world, they maybe they want to work with you, they want to connect with you. Um, how do they get a hold of you? How do they find out more about you? Yeah, by all means, um, my website is greatestu.com. So greatest the letter u.com and. There you can get your four keys to happiness um, and just put your email in. You can get on my list for our upcoming program, eight-week program for Empowered Men's Group. And this is going to be a deep dive into you know why we seek externally mm. all the things to fulfill us internally, right? And that's a whole other podcast and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and a journey I'm, I'm really excited about. And, um, and then um, on Facebook, you know, um, you can join my Empowered Men's Group. It's the letter M, Powered Men's Group. Um, join us there. It's an incredible group creating. And then um, as well as Instagram, Vacation Vibration. <laughs> nice. And at some point, I look forward to your Vacation Vibration podcast. I already saw that for you. So you can thank me later. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Hey man, this was, this was great. Thank you so much. Super relevant to me and my journey. If you couldn't tell, I was very, I was very like kind of ruminating and just being very present to the things you were talking about. Cause it's like mm-hmm. so personal to my journey. I think it's just in the air in general. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate the work that you do and the work that you are doing, you're bringing to the world. Um, it's, I would love to share one more golden nugget before yes. we go. Go ahead. Um, the the acronym is AAI, and I love this. I don't even know where I picked it up from, if it was just a, a, a download from Cosmic Google, but I share it with everyone, all my clients, my family and friends. It's admire, acquire, mm. and use to inspire. So, Ronnie, ever since I've known you, I've admired your tenacity for your mission, your goal. Like, you are always so dedicated and so purpose-driven that it, I admire that and I take a piece of that and acquire it and then I use that to inspire others. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate uh, you for that and thank you for um, being so contagious in, in your mission and staying dedicated to that. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. It feels good to be seen. What can I say? <laughs> right? <laughs> I love yeah. you. Love you too, brother. Love you too. I look forward to connecting with you some more and uniting the clans, as as they say, LA and, and San Diego. Yes. And um, yeah, man, thank you so much for, for coming on the shows. It was great. Such a pleasure.
It's yeah, an honor. Mm-hmm. See you, brother. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.